Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Restrictions apply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Roden split over to the right. You got twins to each side. Five seconds to go. Jefferson gets the snap. He's hit from behind. Down he goes. He threw it forward. Braun caught it, but that's not an eligible receiver. DeBinion picks up the football. He's going to get down to the 10. That play was not going to count anyway because of the penalty, and the ball game is over. Wow. That's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. You all are very uh, upset and concerned, of course, understandably so, for the Razorback football team. But... I uh, did want to uh, make this, if you want to call it some breaking news, it's not surprising, but still news nonetheless. Just saw via social media, it's come from Ralph Russo, among others, that uh, in the college football landscape, Michigan State has officially announced that Mel Tucker is being fired for cause. So that whole story with him and uh, the behind the scenes, which originally was reported that he was fired, but then it switched up and says, well, he's just been uh, suspended without pay per uh, further investigating. Well, I guess they concluded their investigations and they have fired him with cause, which, of course, means that they're not going to have to pay him any money. It's almost like there's something to that. Well, if you look at the statement, they said they're moving towards fire for cause, but they did put in there where he has seven days to respond to what, what they've told him so far. So there will be a response, but... At this point, they have their minds made up as far as what they want to do. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like. Okay, so what's the what could the response be? You know, I guess you could say, well, I don't agree. Well, all right, well, or I'm going to sue. All right, well, it's not like they're going to be changing their minds or anything. But they are moving on from Mel Tucker. Again, one surprising, but uh, that's what's uh, going to be happening. But still, uh, but we'll talk about that in a lot more because I know with the football uh, weekend, not only for college but for the NFL, it was a pretty crazy one, an enjoyable one for some, but not for all. So let's talk more about it. As we go to the phone lines, and welcome in Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 out of Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. And uh, Gordy, once again, it's always uh, good to talk with you. How are you doing this afternoon? Uh, probably doing better than Razorback fans, man. It's uh, what a rough, rough, rough weekend it was. Uh, I will say this, though, John, in, in covering the SEC and you know talking with fans all over the place, who in the SEC is happy right now? I mean, everybody's kind of, even if your team won, you feel a little weird right now. I mean, Florida celebrating the win over Tennessee, but, you know, you still had the loss to Utah. LSU dominated against Mississippi State, but you still lost to Florida State. So, you know, it's like even the teams that won, Georgia, they're all walking around today going, yeah, we're undefeated, but we don't look great. So, uh, again, maybe if you're an Arkansas fan, you can take a little solace in that. So I guess who is the happiest in college football right now? Like maybe Michigan, Ohio State. Those teams really haven't had any reason to be upset. I know Colorado fans are definitely happy with what's been going on up there. But, yeah, I'm with you. It seems like all the top-tier teams that are normally up there riding high, none of them are too excited or ecstatic about what could happen the rest of the year. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make for a fun SEC season. Like what people don't understand is when you have two or three SEC teams run through undefeated and everyone else is taking L's, that's not fun. Like, what's more fun is 
everybody beating up everybody else. And, you know, the word parody gets thrown around a lot. But, like, that's what makes it fun when, you know, Arkansas can lose to BYU, but the next week possibly pull off an upset against LSU. You know, it's like, you know, Alabama hasn't looked great. But if they got there and dominate Ole Miss, well, then, you know, they put Ole Miss in their place this week. It's just, it, it feels like it's going to be one of those years where, you know, there, there's not going to be an unscathed team at the end of the year. That You know, maybe Georgia comes out with one loss and, and wins the, the SEC and gets to the playoff, but it just feels like it's going to be one of those years where even the better teams in the SEC are going to have two, three losses. Where's the most concern for SEC teams? Would you say it's Bama and their quarterback situation? Yeah, but, I mean, like, let, let's be real. Outside of Tuscaloosa, who the hell's rooting for them? Like, the 13 other fan bases, we're sick of the Nick Saban talk. We're, we're, we're ready to see them be humanized and come back down to earth and lose three, four, you know, games in a season. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, Bama's got huge quarterback issues. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm happy for them that they're going with Jalen Milrow because I said that on my show uh, last night this morning that, you know, the best move was, was to – Go back to Milrow. He gives you your best chance. Now, maybe they looked at the schedule and said, look, we're, we have so much of a better roster than USF. Maybe that's the game. We can go in. We can split duty, give Buckner a half, give Ty Simpson a half, and just see what they do. And if neither guy impresses, we'll just go back to Jalen Miller for all this. That's fine. But I just feel like you should have never benched Miller to begin with. You should have used this USF game to get him more confidence, work out the kinks. You know, the turnovers he had against Texas, I think those are coachable. You know, he coached that out of him. But he doesn't get it coached out of him sitting on the bench for a week. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I, I thought, you know, for the first time in the Nick Saban era, it feels like they really don't know where they're going. This, this team does, doesn't have a direction on uh, how they're going to score points and how they're going to attack teams. So it, it's, it's really fascinating. I know maybe the defense is feeling a little bit more confident because they dominated USF as, as greatly as they did. But it was USF. I mean, you know, Dallas Turner, okay, great. You got some sacks against South Florida. Where were you in the Texas game? I mean, you were nowhere to be found. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be – it'll be fascinating to watch, and I think for a lot of the rest of the SEC, we're going to enjoy watching Alabama struggle and suffer because they've been fat and happy and had so much success for years. It's kind of fun to watch them struggle. Well, you, you mentioned LSU, and they lost to Florida State, uh, as we all know, a couple weeks ago. Looked nasty. People were mad down there in Baton Rouge. But then they go on the road. I know Mississippi State's not the, the best team in the SEC, but they absolutely destroyed them. I mean, Daniels looked awesome. The, the defense looked great. So are people now, with at least LSU, back on board saying, hey, now, now it's going to get going. Now they can t- still win the SEC and be the favorite in the SEC West. Are they now happy after that win, or they still need more? What people forget about that Florida State game is LSU dominated that first half of the game and yet had two red zone possessions where they came away with zero points. They found themselves still up by a field goal to half, but LSU should have been up at least 10 points on Florida State. They outplayed them. They didn't. They made mistakes. They turned the ball over. It was a one-score game going into the fourth quarter, and then Florida State pulled away. But what nobody remembers is that LSU still put up 450 yards of offense on Florida State. Uh, they put up a million yards on Grambling last week, and again, you know, it's Grambling. But they took that same mentality, that same offensive approach to Mississippi State, and absolutely dominated Starkville. I mean, they, they the DBs for Mississippi State had no answer for Jaden Daniels or Malik Neighbors or any other offensive weapons. So, uh, I mean, through three weeks, there's a reason why LSU is the best offense in the SEC. Um, it, here's the crazy part, guys. The total number of yards that, that, that LSU has put up on the season – they're number one in the SEC. Vanderbilt is number two. Vanderbilt has played a whole extra game than LSU. They've played four games. LSU's only played three. Yet LSU has more yardage than Vanderbilt. That's, that's just, it's fascinating. That's had an entire extra four quarters to get more yards than LSU. Uh, if you just look at yards per game, Ole Miss is not far behind LSU. But I look at, I look at competition. LSU played Florida State and Missis- and at Mississippi State. Ole Miss, their two toughest games have been at Tulane and Georgia Tech. Um, not saying that it's drastically better, but you know LSU at least has played a tougher road. So that's why I look at that offense and say, if they can keep doing that every week against opposing defenses, LSU's going to have a real good chance to run the table, especially if Bama doesn't figure out the quarterback thing, especially if Travis Williams and, and the Arkansas defense doesn't come ready to play this week. Uh, it, it will be a fascinating story to watch because that was the whole hype of this offseason was Jaden Daniels as a Heisman Trophy contender, 
you know, didn't perform that way in the second half against Florida State, but seems to have figured some things out from there. And if they keep this high-flying offense going, man, it, it's, uh, it's hard seeing a team beat LSU down the stretch. Which team had a more surprising win to you, Mizzou versus Kansas State or Florida versus Tennessee? If, if you guys checked out Locked on SEC on Friday, I, I had been calling all week for the upset. Um, you know, I, Early in the week, I, kept, I was saying, ah, I don't know, I really want to pick it. By Thursday and Friday, I was fully on board for Florida, saying they're going to pull off this upset. So, uh, was not surprised. I, you know, I kept saying the starting center, you know, Florida, the talk was they were getting a starting center back, Kingsley Walken, and Trevor had said last week, he is the field general of our team. I just kept saying, man, if they get him back in there, they are going to run the football much more effectively. And we saw that. They absolutely did against Tennessee. They ran the ball at will. Trevor ATM was awesome. And I think that's more who Florida is. You know, had they had a, a walking up at Utah, I don't know if they win that game, but I think they put up a much better fight. Like, again, we overreacted just one game, but Florida got in the red zone a couple times and, again, shot themselves in the foot, didn't come away with points. So, um, yeah, much more effective, efficient offense. And Graham Mertz, I, I said on Friday, if he doesn't turn the ball over, just protect the, the football, I think he'll be okay. And that's, that's what we saw. And it was a big win for Florida. Huge feather in the cap for Billy Napier. But, uh, but again, that one didn't surprise me. The Mizzou one surprised me. I mean, I, I just thought Kansas State was much bigger, more physical. What we've seen, seen out of Brady Cook, the Mizzou quarterback, through the first two weeks. I mean, guys, they struggled to beat Middle Tennessee State in week two. So for Brady Cook to go out there and do that against a really good Big 12 Kansas State defense, you know, this is the same team that ran through the Big 12 uh, for much of last year. Um, I thought that was really impressive. Now, look, Eli Drinkwitz, the decisions they made in the, in the last couple minutes, you know, they get a delay of game that they still have to kick a 61-yarder. It didn't have to be that long. But well, luckily, luckily you got Harrison Nevis who can make that, that kick. So a uh, big, big win for Eli Drinkwitz and a big, big win for Billy Napier. Yeah, and speaking about to the Florida game, looking at a Tennessee team, I saw Tennessee fans, of course, they're always mad, but they, they were really upset with the, the performance over there. And last year they know that they were so close to, to possibly uh, taking that next step forward but having injuries. So what do you make of them right now in the rest of the way? Because, again, losing to Florida on the road is – is nothing really to, to be ashamed of, even though they haven't done it since 2003. But uh, if they're losing to Florida on the road, they still got South Carolina, still got A&M, they still got Bama, they still got Georgia, uh, and even got to go on the road to Missouri. So it could be a, a t- pretty tough go for the Volunteers if they don't uh, shore up some of their issues. Yeah, and, and that was the vibe I got, guys. Look, I, I was the biggest Hendon Hooker fan in the world. I'd interviewed him a, a handful of times. And uh, just like the most humble dude, but a hard worker, Diligent became a great quarterback in that system. Josh Heupel certainly helped, but there's a reason why Hendon Hooker got drafted in, in the NFL where he did. And some people thought maybe, you know, if he doesn't tear his ACL, that, that he would have went much higher and probably should have at least had an invite to the Heisman ceremony last year. Uh, probably wouldn't have won it, but, but definitely deserved that. What, my few interactions with Joe Milton, and I saw this at the Manning Passing Academy in the summer, he's got his gold chain on, he's got his sunglasses on inside. I mean, nothing against that but it was very showy it was very you know me and my vibe was like where's the where's the diligent worker where's the guy who's hey i'm coming in with my head down my my, uh you know whatever lunch pail and let's put in the work um and not saying he hasn't but like i just got it the vibe like i've arrived and i'm going what have you done other than you beat clemson in the orange bowl you know what i mean like that's that's really all he did and beat vanderbilt once you know when hendon hooker got hurt so uh, it was just this vibe I was getting, like, what if Hendon Hooker isn't a repeat? Or I'm sorry, what if Joe Milton is not a repeat of Hendon Hooker? And uh, so far it's not. I mean, we saw some bad throws for him, from him really through the first two weeks. Against Austin P. that offense was god-awful. He was overthrowing guys or throwing it at their ankles. And we saw a little bit more of the same this past week against Florida. It was just not a consistent performance. Now, if you look at the box score, you're going to go, oh, well, Milton looked good. I mean, he threw for a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns, but if you watch the game, they just never looked like they got in sync, and I think it's imperative on Josh Heupel. they got to hit the reset button, get back in there as an offense. Uh, they've not had Cooper Mays in there. They're starting center through the first three weeks, so that has hurt them, certainly, um, but that, that up-tempo offense of running three plays a minute that Hendon Hooker perfected, it, was, it has not worked very well under Joe Milton, so yeah. Look, he could turn it around, and he could be a stud the rest of the year. He's got the arm talent. He's got all the skills. But 
Uh, if they don't, Tennessee's going to lose a couple more games, and we're going to look back and say, man, did Josh Heupel and Tennessee take a huge step backward this year? Would not surprise me. Chris, what was your assessment of Arkansas versus BYU and then moving forward with LSU up next? Yeah, just, just the penalties, man. I mean, shooting yourself in the foot, the, the turnovers, the penalties, um, just careless. I thought, you know, this was a game a year ago that I, I, I thought was a dangerous spot for Arkansas, but, man, they went out there and played their butts off out of BYU and won going away. And I, I was just so impressed with their effort in that game. This was like the opposite. This was like they went in this game, oh, expecting to win. Oh, yeah, we're going to win this game. No big deal. I, I just didn't see that that urgency from the, from the guys. Hey, this, this game's on the line. It's a one-score game. Let's go. I just saw so many careless shoot ourselves in the foot mistakes. And I, I'm just war- I'm worried for Sam Pittman because by year four, this is supposed to be a win that, that is a gimme. Like, if he's got the program where it's supposed to be, this is supposed to be one you win easily. And let's go. You know, when you, you know, I know Rocket Sanders has been out, but, you know, A.J. Green, those guys have done fine. I, I just have not seen that. I thought we were going to see a big step forward from K.J. with Danny Nose call plays, with this offensive line. Um, that, that's the one thing I thought. I talked to John about this yesterday. Like, I just never thought we would be at a point in, in this tenure under Sam Pittman as a head coach and we have an offensive line questions and concerns. Like, and that's the one thing you would think, oh, we, there's no concerns there. Stud offensive line will be fine. But it just does feel like, man, what are we doing with such an experienced quarterback in KJ and all the other pieces? This is a game you, you should not lose. And so, you know, we quickly saw that spread, I think, about a week ago. This game was LSU by about eight or nine and then quickly ballooned up to 18 after what LSU and Arkansas did on Saturday. I still think that line is way too high. Uh, I think Arkansas does have a chance to kind of reboot and, and, and reset and get back to doing what they do well. But, uh, yeah, I was just – I was really shocked by, by the effort down the stretch and just, just carelessness because they, they should not – they did not deserve to lose that game with, what was it, the eighth largest DWR attendance in, in team history. I just felt the fans deserve better on Saturday. So, so you know, you alluded to it a little bit. Is it salvageable? Like, can they get it fixed? The penalties, and I think, is also something that, you know, any team can fix with the right mentality, but the offensive line issues, maybe the, the step that K.J. needs to take, can it still be fixed, especially with this tough stretch they have coming up in front of them? Yeah, yeah, it, it can be fixed. I mean, I think this is, on paper, this is some of the best weapons he's had as far as, you know, wide receivers and, and, and tight ends go. Just, like, I, I like... I like what they have on paper, but I've just seen, you know, KJ has just not looked like the same quarterback through the first couple of weeks to me. And again, I don't know how much he's on play calling. I don't know how much he's on pass protection, run blocking, all that. It just, it just doesn't seem like, you know, what, what we've seen in the past from KJ, where he's had full control of the offense, run it when he has to, go get you that first down, go convert that fourth down. We just haven't seen that much yet. So again, yeah, this is certainly a spot. They're going in the Death Valley. Um, but but LSU again, they're they're not a perfect product either. They've got big concerns with their corners. So if Tesla and those guys are, are getting loose for some deep balls. Yeah, Arkansas can make some big plays and absolutely be in this game. It's it's definitely sal- salvageable. I'm not pulling the plug on Arkansas. Chris, a lot of good NFL games yesterday. What were some of the games that caught your attention? Uh, I think the Cowboys are the real deal. I know they were playing the Jets, and, and obviously their quarterback situation isn't great, but. Their defense looks good. Run game looks good. Dak looks good. Uh, I think the Cowboys are a real problem, and it's going to be fascinating to see them and the Eagles battle it out as the year goes along. Um, 49ers, I think, are good. I mean, it, it's kind of what we thought on a lot of these teams, but how about Denver? I mean, they get the Hail Mary, and then they can't get the two-point conversion, and now Sean Payton, all that money they gave him, all the team control, roster control, everything, and he's 0-2, and it looks like Russell Wilson still looks like crappy Russell Wilson we saw a bunch of last year so that one is is a bit perplexing um you know that this it's kind of been mostly what we've expected I mean the good teams are the good teams the bad teams aren't very good and uh you know Kansas City got a nice road win at Jacksonville I thought they gutted that one out and uh, yeah you know Ravens bounce bad the Bengals are, are that's the biggest question mark to me what happened to Joe Burrow I mean I know he's not 100% with the offseason injury but my God, I mean, all, so many good backup quarterbacks are out there available. I just watched Gardner Minshew towards the, the Texans yesterday after coming in for Anthony Richardson. Like, that guy wasn't available. You couldn't have gotten somebody like that to back up Burrow and at least fill in until he's fully healthy. So, 
Uh, that's an interesting one to watch. And then uh, my eyes are on the Saints tonight. I'm curious to see. They they played a sloppy game last week, but still gutted out a win with their defense against Tennessee. Now they go on the road to play rookie Bryce Young in Carolina. Uh, if that defense gets after it, their car settles in. The offense is fun. I think the LSU, uh, or rather, I think the Saints are uh, certainly a team that can that can win the NFC South. But Atlanta is an impressive two and zero through two weeks. So. Um, yeah, it's early, but kind of fun, you know, watching some of these storylines. Yeah, I was going to ask you for your last question, man, before I let you get out of here. Which team that's 2-0 and is the most surprising? Because people keep talking about uh, the Commanders being 2-0, and of course the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield, and the Falcons both being 2-0. and So who's the most surprising 2-0 and team right now to you? Yeah, they, they all fit in that category. I mean, Atlanta's not shocking. I, I, I'm not the biggest Desmond Ritter fan. But I have a buddy who covers the team who said, man, they, they, they address so many needs in the offseason with free agents and through the draft. Bijan Robinson looks like an up-and-coming superstar. So, yeah, Falcons aren't shocking. I, I am shocked that Baker Mayfield is, is performing like he is in Tampa. I mean, that, that, that whole thing, when they sign him, the understanding was, oh, Tampa's tanking because they want to get Caleb Williams. Like, that's what we all thought. And now he's winning football games, and it's, if that was their plan, well, it's bombing horrendously. I mean, we even saw... Arizona yesterday put Josh Dobbs out there and get out to a big lead, and then we saw them conveniently blow it and, and, and lose to the Giants. So, you know, it was like, okay, well, the tankathon is on. But in Tampa, I, we thought they were tanking. It doesn't look like the, that they're tanking. So uh, that, that, one, that one is fascinating to me to watch Baker Mayfield. And then, you know, you bring in Eric Bieniemy to work with Sam Howell. Looks like Eric Bieniemy is a pretty good play caller, and it's working out so far for Washington. So good for them. Yeah, who would have guessed that? It's almost like people have been saying that for a long time now. But opportunities come forth, and you can make it work. So, Gordy, as always, dude, appreciate it. Have a great week, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. All right, dude? All right, John. I'll be there in Death Valley this weekend. We'll see if the Hawks have a shot. Uh, probably not, but I appreciate your thoughts no less. Uh, but either way, we got a lot coming up. That's Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 in Houston, as well as the Locked On SEC podcast. We have more Out of Bounds and your Razor Hog update coming up next. Roger Scott is at it again with his Razorback Song of the Week, presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas. Join Morning Mayhem each week as the smooth, dulcet tones of Roger Scott bring you his Razorback Song of the Week. It's all brought to you by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas, and your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. This is Sports Center. It was an up and down Saturday for teams across the natural state in Division I college football. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks dropped their first game of the season as the BYU Cougars beat them in Fayetteville 38 31. The Hogs will turn around this week and face off against the LSU Tigers, who are 18 point favorites already. UCA also took an L this weekend, but not a bad one 49 31 at the Fargo Dome against the number two ranked team in FCS, the North Dakota State Bison. They'll return back to Arkansas. Arkansas next week when they host Abilene Christian. Arkansas State is on the board with a win this year. They end up beating Stony Brook to get their first victory of the season. And also UAPB picked up a win 21-20 over Miles this weekend as well. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
Watney's Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Watney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Watney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. Guatneychevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agent Matt Warden in Little Rock, Seth Hobbs in Bryant, or Nick Gennardi in Sherwood. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We do things around here my way. You understand that? You show me the kind of smarts. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. On 1037 The Buzz. Monday here on Out of Bounds, folks, and we know that with the turning of the temperatures, which it's actually kind of warm today, but we know that fall is going to be here before you know it, and since it's in the middle of September, Guadney Chevrolet is going to have you covered for all of your vehicle needs because they're going above and beyond the competition to cancel unwanted loans and leases with their Guadney exclusive loan and lease termination program. Don't want to miss this opportunity to get out of the vehicle that you don't want. You don't want to be in a vehicle that you don't want. You're sitting there like, oh, I, I can't stand this vehicle anymore. It's not what I wanted. I'm spending too much money on it because it's got all these problems. Well, during September, everyone's going to be approved with Guatney Chevrolet. Plus, they know how everyone could benefit from having no car payments for the rest of the year. That's right. That's what they're doing. So not only do you get yourself into a new vehicle, but you don't have any car payments for the rest of the year. And they have brand new Silverados, 2023. Excellent vehicles. 0% with approved credit, as well as 2.1% on the 2023 Equinoxes. And they got plenty of inventory that you need to check out yourselves. So don't take it from my word. Take it from them where they are the best, the number one Arkansas Chevy dealership and, and the entire state. And if you just go over there to 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville off the Gregory Street exit, you'll be able to see it all for yourself. So check them out with their award-winning sales and service staff. It's Guadney Chevrolet and Guadney Chevrolet. Dot com. And it's a uh, Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We'll have your Razor Hog update here in just a second. But uh, I do have some other uh, things that I wanted to uh, throw into as far as uh, headlines and all that. I saw that, I guess, the Steelers replaced Deontay Johnson on injured reserve. Uh, Adam Schefter just reported that. So uh, I know that they got the doubleheader in Monday Night Football tonight. But Deontay yeah. Johnson and uh, McFarlane, the running back. So both of them... 
We're going to miss tonight's game with other games to come in the next few weeks. So how are you feeling about tonight's game itself? Got a lot of key injuries, and Deontay Johnson is one of them, Cam Hayward being another one, but it becomes a situation where other players need to be able to step up. You do hate the Browns, though, still, right? Like, oh, still, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah. But that's one of those rivalries that, you know, maybe uh, people don't put too much into it because of the Browns, and they haven't been necessarily up to par, but they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, so... We saw what happened with the Browns and Bengals last week. Should be a good game. Oh, yeah. And uh, according to Bet Saracen, Cleveland is actually favored by two points in this game. But uh, anytime that you have division rivals and going on the road and everything, it's uh, always going to be really tough. But that game's on the ABC tonight at 7-15 starting up. And the other game, the Saints and Panthers, that's on ESPN and ESPN2 because I guess it's part of the Manning cast? No. Um, there's no not. Manning okay. cast. No Manning cast. Okay. It's going to be... Uh, you know, on both simulcasts, mm-hmm, okay. on both stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and both road teams are favored tonight, and both games are division games, so should be interesting. Yep, should makes for an exciting uh, Monday night football. Uh, having two of them, and listen, having Monday night football in general is awesome, but having two games is always going to make it a lot more fun. Uh, 4D Rage Rug Update, let's squeeze a Heath and Cabin in. What's up, Heath? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Heath. Hey, you see the importance of playing a pretty good uh, opponent the first, second game of the year? Is, uh, you look at A&M, Bama, LSU, they all got smacked in the mouth, took that first L, and then it gives you a uh, better assessment of what your team looks like. Then you can correct those mistakes a little early. I think if Arkansas would play BYU right out of the gate, first or second game, I don't think they would have played this, uh, nearly this bad. But, John, you called it, man. You called it with that uh, episode of your podcast, What If BYU Wins, and uh, they won. So uh, you might uh, might want to chalk that up on your own, man. You might want to own that one. But uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, seems like uh, Arkansas got beat up Saturday night pretty bad. I don't know what the, the state of the health is. I know the O-line's, uh, that's real shaky. Going into Death Valley at night, right after this game, that's tough. That's real tough. And then going to Arlington, I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I know the you guessed on said it was salvageable, and it very well may be. But, I mean, Missouri looks pretty good. I don't even know if Arkansas beat Missouri. They did a pretty good job playing uh, playing Kansas State, and they got a field goal kicker, man. What do you think of that SEC record, 61 yards? That was, uh, no, that was pretty, big pretty time. nice. Pretty nice. So, John, man, hey, looking forward to the next episode, man. I'm sure you are, Heath. Appreciate you calling in. All right, let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, we know that LSU is going to be upcoming here for Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, but looking back on the BYU game, uh, Sam Pittman had plenty to talk about, especially when he's saying that there's plenty to work on for this team in this week, too. We've got a lot of things to clean up. Uh, they exposed us a little bit in, with their pass rush and not necessarily um, bringing extra just with their ends. And uh, certainly the penalties, uh, we've got to get a handle on that. Also, one of the quotes, I guess, that you could say that Sam Pittman had from his press conference is talking about the play that Arkansas had is not to, just playing smarter they played hard but they got to play smarter uh, we played hard we just didn't play smart so we've got to do a better job of, of playing smart got to do a better job of holding on the football you know we had two turnovers and we haven't had any all year you know and that's credit to BYU they're, they're knocking it out and they're in in passing lanes and all those kind of things uh, but that's two more turnovers than we've had all year. We missed a field goal. You know, we hadn't had an opportunity to kick one. You know, so uh, just some a few uncharacteristic things went on today that uh, that's my responsibility to get fixed. Also, Sam Pittman understands that LSU, especially going on the road into Baton Rouge, is going to be an extremely tough test. I don't really look at it as a four-game 
stretch on the road and all that. I'm just LSU, as we all saw, played really well today, and and we've got our work cut out for us. But uh, we'll be ready to play when we go down there. But um, LSU next one at night, and obviously it's hard to go into Baton Rouge. Sam Bittman met with the media today, and one of the more fascinating things I think he had to talk about is how, listen, coaches get over losses, but how do players get over losses, especially this early in the season, and keeping them focused in this day and age of social media especially? Hard. Hard. It's hard. I mean, it's, you know, it's not. It's it's not a job. It's my life. It's, uh, it's what you do. It's a Everybody knows know you as a regular person, you know. The kids, same way. It's hard because the addition of social media has, and the addition of not opinions so much, but um, negative, uh, you know, like used to used to be like, you know, you got to do better or something. You know, it's not you suck, you're bad, you're this. You know what I mean? It's now it's got the comments have nothing to do really with what happened in the game. It's just you know you you suck. And it's not just me. It's it's all the kids and all that. So I think it's a time when it's harder to recover from losses if you're a social media person. You know. Um, so and you know your best friends will say man you guys are going to get them this week they said no oh by the way stay off social media you know what I mean and so you're going I have been so you know then you're going what's happening the kids are the same way so I think it's uh, it's hard I mean it is because you want to please the people that are employing you the, the team the, your wife the state the media and you can't always do that, and that's that's the that's the hard part about our job. And I would imagine hard part about being a uh, student athlete. Be, be, it'd be hard because we all have feelings. We all have, you know what I mean. And when you let people down, uh, you, you're already beating yourself up on it, and then somebody starts beating the hell out of you with it, and then you know what I mean. Uh, I think it's a little bit harder to recover, but they're going to recover as I do. And when I get to that meeting today, it's going to be all about LSU after we get the corrections that we need to do. Uh, well, for whatever reason, those Zoom conferences always have the worst audio. I need to work on that for them. Uh, it's U of A that's doing, not us. But either way, uh, also Sam Pittman was talked, uh, asked about Satania and how they get him to play more and be involved in the offense more so than just the punt return. Sam, we've seen how explosive Satania can be in, in punt return. I'm curious, like, what's the process of getting him more involved in the past game, isn't it? Is it him playing more? Is it just as simple as maybe him improving as a line blocker? I don't think so. I think I think uh, he's got to catch the ball more consistently in practice. I think that would that would be, and he's doing that. He's getting better at that. Uh, but you also have guys, you know, that aren't catching the ball a hundred percent in front of him. You, you you know what I mean? So um, uh, it's just opportunity for him uh, has to increase just a little bit more. I think we're going to do a little bit something at wide receiver. We'll, we'll figure it out to where we might can get him on the field a little bit more. Better get it figured out soon because Arkansas will have LSU on the road in Baton Rouge. That game, of course, will be kicking off at 6 p.m. and also the announcement of the game time for Arkansas and Texas A&M. That game will be at 11 a.m. in Arlington next weekend. So those of you making the trip, plan accordingly and you can also listen to all the coverage for Razorback football games right here on 103.7 The Bus. So there's your Razorback update presented by True Service. Take our final break. When we come back, get the three and out, close up shop, get you ready for drive time sports. It's all coming up next, so stay with us.
In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L01 Series is part of the tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience. They feature powerful Kubota diesel engines and easy operation. The durable Kubota L01 Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Work smarter, not harder with River Valley Tractor. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into and had some also some news from uh, college football, and especially in the SEC. For those of you, yeah, no, you can't really talk much about it, but those of you who don't remember the uh, Florida-Tennessee game kind of ended in uh, some brawling. 
Well, it got pretty nasty out there, and Florida and Tennessee have had some suspensions handed down as offensive lineman Damian George Jr., Michael Mazuka, is uh, the two offensive linemen for Florida that's been suspended for the next game, as well as Dante Zanders, the tight end, and then Tennessee had a D lineman, Omar Norman Lott, suspended for the next game, too. So suspensions get handed down because uh, it was uh, pretty nasty, especially when both. Uh, I think it was the uh, Florida offensive lineman. He was, I mean, they looked like they were about to box. Like, they got in the stance and everything. So, can't be having that type of deal, but suspensions got handed down, and I'll uh, see how it impacts those teams in their next games. Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have agreed to a restructure contract over the next four years. He will get paid 210 mil, which is 52.5 mil per year average. It's the highest, it's the biggest contract over a four-year span in NFL history. So, we know that he signed the 10-year contract to begin with, but they did the restructure on it. And Patrick Mahomes now is back to one of the higher-paid quarterbacks where some some quarterbacks that have signed these deals lately, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, they passed him in per-year average, and now he's back at the top. So I guess tonight they're introducing a new Monday Night Football anthem, uh, and they were promoting this on social media today. And, like, listen, I I understand what they're doing and how they're trying to do it, but it's caused some confusion because it's Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg, kind of the main features there, and it's a little 30-second teaser promo that there's going to be a new anthem tonight. But in the promo, it has them singing and dancing to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. So everyone was like, oh, so this is the new anthem? It's like, no, no, it's not the new anthem. It's just like the, the, the tease to the anthem. They're singing a different song. Anyways, it caused us a lot of confusion. Uh, it's a pretty cool little promo, though. So I guess we'll find out tonight what the new anthem sounds like for Monday Night Football. But for those of you watching, be on the lookout because you're going to have a new song to go along with it, too. Lamar Odom had an early morning incident where he crashed his Benz into two parked cars. And a rep forum says that he hit another car which bumped into a car that was parked in front of it. The police were called to the scene, but there was uh, they gave him a sobriety test, and, and he was sober. So no charges or anything were filed there, but just that he had the accident and likely to see the insurance go up on his Mercedes. So I haven't watched this show, I'll admit, but it's one of those ones that's been on my list for a while, and i got to watch it. But Winning Time on HBO, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Well, it's been canceled after just two seasons, which I was so shocked to hear because I thought like what's some reasons why shows get canceled it's usually if not always about lack of ratings or lack of watches whatever it may be sometimes about other disputes but if, if it's something like that that's one thing but for crying out loud I thought like a lot of people watch this and especially being for an original type of deal they didn't finish the story because there's still more to talk about but now you're talking about it being canceled after two seasons really disappointing to see but uh, maybe somebody else can pick it up if that's the case, or maybe there can be some adjustments made, but it looks like that show is officially coming to an end. Another celebrity couple separates in Tiana Taylor and Amon Shumpert. Tiana Taylor released a statement where she says, Not too much on my bestie. In all favor, fairness, Amon and I have been separated for a while. To be 1,000% clear, infidelity ain't one of the reasons for the departure. We're still the best of friends, great business partners, and one hell of a team when it comes to co-parenting our two beautiful children. Most importantly, we are family, and in 10 years together, seven years of marriage. So who is she? Tiana Taylor? She's a musical artist, actor. Uh, She does a lot of different things. She was on Ye's label for a while. Okay, because I was about to say when... I know who Mon Shumpert is, but I haven't heard of her. But, you know, I don't keep up with what the celebrities and are And she these actually days. got him into acting because he's an actor now. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, also, over the weekend, too, uh, is it, it's Takeo Spikes, right? That's how you say it. Takeo. 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 Always, you know, Takeo, Takeo. Uh, well, he was <laughs> heading over to the Bills game, and it was pretty hilarious because uh, he got the chance to, to watch him in person, but he took a picture uh, it's kind of like him behind, from behind, and he was watching the game, and it may have been the worst seat you could have given somebody. Like it, it was in a suite, which is nice, but it was in the corner, and from the stands from the second deck was like kind of down low, so you almost have to peek underneath to try and check out uh, what's going on in the action. But just a, uh, a really funny thing, and he even uh, tweeted out, he says, 
Congrats for getting a dominant home opener. I wish I could have stayed for the entire game, but seating accommodations were not the standard. How are you going to have the NFL legends supporting with an obstruction sample size of the view? Felt like I was in a timeout. And uh, he had some fun with it, too. So, anyways, uh, I don't know how they – why did that seat even exist at Buffalo Stadium? But they gave it to Spikes, and he wasn't very happy. Didn't even stay the whole game. Some 41's Derek Wembley, their front man, he was discharged from the hospital after a bout with pneumonia. His wife released in a statement. She says, we spent the entire night in the ER, and now he'll be spending the next few days in the hospital as he fights through pneumonia. The scariest part is that there's a lot of strain on his heart, and they're telling us there's a possibility of heart failure. So they're continuing to monitor Derek Wibley, who is the front man of Sum 41 with a pneumonia infection. So Disney World, of course, we know the size of Disney itself, but Disney World in the park, it's got its own zip code or maybe a few zip codes, but it's pretty massive. Well, uh, there was kind of a scary situation that happened. Half of the... Disney World parks were shut down because a bear snuck into the park itself, which we hear about bears getting very interested about what things are going on and uh, can go to to different places and whatnot. But uh, it makes sense of why they had to close it down, and they ended up taking care of it and whatnot. Of course, jokes came out about which bear was it. Was it Winnie the Pooh? Was it one of the bears from the Jungle Book? You know, Disney jokes and all that. Nobody was hurt or anything, but... I uh, just can't imagine shutting down the, uh, half the park for an extended period of time with that much money that's going into it just because somehow a bear wandered into the park. Reggie Swinton sent this in regarding Patrick Mahomes and the new contract. His weekly gross is over three mil, so three mil per game check is what he's getting. And that's just ridiculous to think about. You know, with that type of money, though, he's worth it, especially with the success that he's had in it. Uh, so, kind of a viral, funny video, though, that happened over the weekend, too, in college football. We know cheerleaders always like to do the, the flips and the cartwheels and showing off and everything. And uh, Iowa had one of their cheerleaders where uh, it was a male cheerleader. Uh, easy now, boys. That uh, we're doing the backflips, and his pants fell down. And, but the thing is, he stuck the landing. It was on the one of the big flips that he goes up into the air. And I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of things that happen in life. And who knows? Maybe this has happened a lot more often than not. But uh, you must have some serious force. Or either you lost a lot of weight in between. Or maybe just got the wrong size of pants for him to fall down. But he handled it in stride. It was a pretty funny moment. But uh, kudos for him for still sticking the landing. Because honestly, that could have been a bad deal with uh, injuries and everything that we know happened in that, so kudos to him. California man got a DUI in a way that you wouldn't typically think of someone getting a DUI. He was riding a horse, and the police said that it became evident that he was impaired by alcohol, which led to his arrest. I'll take that and put it one step further. There was a man in Indiana who got arrested for a DUI, but he was driving a toy Jeep, you know, like those little power wheel vehicles uh, that uh, he was driving around, and he simply said... Uh, I've been riding these power wheels for nine months, and you're the first person that's ever had to take me to jail. So, I I mean, I, th- I think it's a smart move, but how, how far are you living where it's like it's easier to take the power wheels and just walk? <laughs> right. Like, like, we just could have done that, man. Probably would have been all right. But still, that's that's people these days. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Leroy is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination. G3 boats with a Yamaha motor. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, so can you. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a